Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and at least the Titans have the same record as the Cowboys. I'm Jones, and at least the Cowboys scored more runs than the Blue Jays. And I'm Kudo, and rest in peace, Turd Ferguson, a.k.a. Norm MacDonald. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me, too. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're talking week one of the NFL. The Blue Jays are making an improbable run for the postseason, while Vladdy's making a run at the Triple Crown. Haas got stuff to talk about, including the WWE getting things right, TNT announcing their NHL broadcast team, and we take a look at our rare stakes from the past weekend. Big Brother is in the home stretch after the first of two double evictions last week. And as always, we close the show off with Scrutinizer Jones putting us on the grill. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys. Sad day in the world. Comedian Norm MacDonald passed away. Like Kudo said, R.I.P. Turd Ferguson, one of his funny characters from uh, Celebrity Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, good good old comedian, Canadian, funny fucking guy. Watched so many of his clips on The Late Show today. Um, just, just a fucking unbelievably funny guy. Yeah, he was in a lot of Adam Sandler's movies as well. The main one being Billy Madison. Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> <laughs> He called the shit poo. It's <laughs> week one of football is in the books. Week one in the NFL. Say a lot of surprises. A couple teams that were expected to win and win pretty largely uh, fell. Mainly the Packers and the Patriots. Uh, the Titans got the Patriots. their doors. Yeah, they were supposed to win. That yeah, was it. Was supposed to be a close game, like a three point game. That that's not. They're not supposed to win largely in that one. They were having Mac Tom Brady Jones in at quarterback, and he was supposed to be the second coming. And this was supposed to be a you know a routine uh, jaunt to the Super Bowl for them. I thought. Well, if you looked at my pool, I did pick the Dolphins. Just just a heads up. Well, if you looked at my pool, I did pick the Texans. Just like I predicted uh, for a Week One victory. Which pool are we talking here? The uh, the ICC pick on one. Yeah, and uh, did you see where I was? By the way, no. Where were you? At the very top. I came like fourth. That's not oh, the that's, very top. That's not very top. That's yeah, a long is. way from the top. I tied for like second, okay? But because of the goddamn point thing on Monday Nighter, I ended up in fourth. Well, so you, tied, you tied for first or you tied, I tied for, for second? Uh, you didn't do anything, man. Who who won the pool, I, by the way, I that week? I fucking destroyed you guys. It's week one, bud. Still beat you. I just want to know who won the pool week one. I don't know. Who the fuck won? I don't know. I didn't look. Uh, Aren't you the one who runs it? K K Chella. Oh, that's my cousin Alec. He's like... Oh, yeah, Alec's named backward. Yeah. Yeah, he's like 12 years old. How do you feel now, Kudo? How do you guys feel? You guys were fucking terrible. You lost to a 12-year-old. So uh, I you. finished in 34th place. Uh, it was a 7-9 and nine record. I think uh, I was... I did better than you guys. That's all that matters. I think I was way down there, too. You're what, Dak Dynasty Jones? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a look right now. You're 9-7. Nine 9-7? and seven. Nine and seven. Seven. Tied for 10th. No, I think bad. he's... Aren't you... No, I'm not Dak. Baby got Dak. Baby got Dak. I'm eight yeah. and eight. Guys, I lost to my son. 
Burn. Uh, happy birthday, Emmett, by the way. Um, I, I commented on his birthday post on Instagram. On Instagram. I, I did get a good laugh from that one. I'm not going to lie to you. And, and now you just prove it to be correct. Uh, exactly. Right out of the gate here. And to say that he made his picks, I just read off teams and he picks them. So, hey. Maybe you should take his strategy. Pretty much, eh? Some, uh, some real good games, actually, in week one here. My my team was really out of it, so I got flipping around on uh, on the zone and got into red zone. And the fucking Lions had a huge fourth quarter comeback against the 49ers. Just fell short after forcing a turnover to get the ball back with about fifty seconds left. Uh, the 49ers could have run out the clock. They just needed to get a first down. They passed it. They picked up the first down, and then they uh, then they fumbled. Lions recovered, marched back the other way. I uh, just couldn't put it in the end zone to uh, to finish the job. Uh, but that one had a lot of people in uh, in survivor pools holding their breath, I think. Uh, I think two people in our AKA pool had the 49ers. <laughs> Reese Sweat and Jones? I think it was more than that, wasn't there? I was sweating. I think just two. I looked at I the score at one point. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like, this is over. Like, I, What am I even worried about? And then I looked later. I'm like, holy Christ, this is not over. Yeah, I think... I think they were up 28 at one point or something like that. I uh, don't know if I can go back to week one. Yeah, you just click on the number one. Yeah, <laughs> three on the Rams. You had Carolina. Me and Carly had uh, San Fran. Carolina so. gave me a bit of a scare. So the Jets uh, Jets were moving the ball in the second half, but you know I knew the Jets were going to suck. Jets don't have an O-line. No, but good game for um, – Corey Davis, their high-priced uh, free agent signing from the Titans. I think he had two touchdowns for them. Yeah. Zach Wilson was moving the ball a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the Titans got their fucking doors blown off by the the best team in football, I think, the Arizona Cardinals. There we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can expect uh, the team to lose when they play the best team in the league, though. You guys were just playing the lowly Buccaneers on yeah. banner night. I don't know what your problem was. Yeah, we weren't we weren't playing like the reigning Super Bowl champions that brought back all their starters or anything like that. You know, we were just playing the uh, the Bucks. You guys were playing the Super Bowl champion Arizona Cardinals. Don't the Bucks have like the worst uh, cumulative record of like all time in in the NFL? They may. But they also do have Tom Brady now, so there's that. So we'll see what happens Gronk. To, to their record. <laughs> Gronk. <laughs> Gronk was fucking filthy last week too. Yeah, he played well. But did you see? Did you see the final drive by any chance? Uh, for which team? For the, Bucks. the, the for the Bucks. Yeah. No, I passed out. Gronk made some like ridiculous catch through the middle. Ran like I don't know, ten fifteen yards. Let's say. Tom Brady's next pass, he basically has to throw the ball out of bounds so that Kronkowski can go and sit in the sidelines because he was out of breath. <laughs> that was right before the, yeah, but he had, the pass interference call. The non yeah, He had a couple of touchdowns, though. Yeah. He had a pair, I think, wasn't it? He really burned the Cowboys' uh, O-line on the, the one at the goal line there where he was faked blocking and then just released when they, he let the guy go inside of it. Tom was just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys watch the Monday Nighter? Yeah, I caught the end of it. I missed the overtime. I fell asleep. So big comeback, big comeback by the Raiders to force overtime. They had to even, you know, they marched the ball. Like, I think there was 30 seconds left and they had no timeouts, maybe 50 seconds. 30, no 35 timeouts. seconds. Yeah, no timeouts. So they moved it, you know, 40 yards, got into field goal range, kicked the field goal to tie it, went to overtime. 
marched all the way down the field. We're going for a touchdown. Threw it right through the wide receiver's hands. Hits the defender in the head. Bounces up. Intercepted in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wild. So then, uh, I mean, who was who's fucking playing? Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, yeah. So Baltimore takes it the other way. They're moving it. Then they end up fumbling, recovered by the Raiders. Raiders run one play, or then get a kick a field goal, end up taking a delay game penalty, moves them out of comfortable field goal range because uh, they couldn't find the kicker because it was second down. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next play, uh, Derek Carr throws a like a Hail Mary 45-yard touchdown pass to a wide-open guy <laughs> downfield. <laughs> just... Yeah. How can like, you not I, find I the a... kicker? <laughs> He's Barry, probably, and, uh, probably eating a hot dog. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. I saw that uh, Big Cat Barstool had a ticket out there, and it was uh, he had the he had the Raiders money line. He had uh, Derek Carr over one and a half touchdown passes, and then he had a couple guys that had already hit their yardage goals. So he would have lost the bet if a the, that turnover had to come back to bite them. Or, or B, they kicked that field goal, but then he throws the, gets his th- passing <laughs> touchdown and hits the ticket. Unreal. I love sports betting. Yeah, there was like <laughs> three different ties in the fourth quarter or something like that. Like, just kept going back and forth in the fourth. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I would have hit a nice bet there if Mark, uh, Mark Andrews had had a passing, a receiving touchdown. Fucking Ravens just kept running in. With like their fifth and sixth string running backs. Yeah. Yeah, Latavius Maria touchdown. Just joined the team on Friday. He signed uh, Lev Bell, Devontae Freeman, and I think one other running back to their practice squad because all the guys that went down with uh, ACL and tears. Crazy. I did hear stats of like something like twelve underdogs this week covered the spread. So I think that's like the first time in like four or five years that. Out of 16 games. Yeah, that 12 underdogs covered the spread out of 16 games. That's crazy. Yeah, so food for thought for next week. Yeah, yeah. Bet hard on the uh, on the favorites next week, right? It's got to it's gotta even back out, right? Either bet hard on the favorites or take a teaser. Give yourself <laughs> some points. <laughs> yeah, we, we had one of those. We were bouncing one of those around, but we never confirmed it. That uh, came back to bite us. I, I bet it. I bet it. The teaser. Did you win? No. I think <laughs> suck. Packers were, no, but Packers I think, were definitely on there. So. Yeah, the Packers were on there. I think they f- they were the ones that fucked it. They fucked everything. Fucking Green Bay fucked Packers. You, fucked our fantasy week, Jones. Fucking Aaron Rodgers with no, negative points. I think Aaron Rodgers ah. needs a fucking haircut. <laughs> Not fucking surfer boy. He's a he's an outdoorsman now. He's, oh, he's, dating a, he's dating that hippie activist girl. It's long hair, don't care. Hanging out with Miles Teller in Hawaii. Probably should have known better than to draft him when we saw that haircut. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have. It kind of looks like sh- Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Sunshine! Yeah, maybe Sunshine at the beginning where it was all before he got the, the curls in there. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of injuries this week, too, eh? Do you guys see uh, Mostert is, went down for, uh, for the 49ers? I think he's done for the year. I don't know. He's having knee surgery. I don't know what he did, but... I did not see the injury, but I figured he got hurt once I looked at a bet that I had for him to run over 70 yards against the Lions, and I think he only had like 25 yards and then didn't get another touch the rest of the game. So 
Sounds, you know, sounds sounds reasonable that you lost that bet then. Yeah. Fitzmagic went out quarter one. It's now, uh, it seems like it's Taylor Heineke's team in uh, in Washington there. Hip, old, old man Fitzy's got a, had got a hip injury. <laughs> <laughs> hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah. And then uh, Jerry Judy's out for, uh, for a few weeks at least. Michael Gallup's out a few weeks. Calf injury. Oh, that could be good for CD. We got CD in our in our pool there. Yeah. Uh, any other injuries? So Monty Hooker for uh, Titans is going to the IR. Don't know what he did. I haven't seen any other ones come across yet, but still early. I'm sure, there was lots of them. There's lots of like people out with cramping and like had to go get IVs. Yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with like not having a fourth preseason game because like really those players wouldn't be playing in the fourth preseason game anyways. No. So yeah, it just it's all there's always fluky injuries in football. It's just such a contact sport and so much starting and stopping that, you know, it just it happens. Yeah. Did you guys see fucking Chandler Jones just running through the Titans O line, fucking making us look stupid? No, but <laughs> so I saw a clip on the internet. I saw a clip on the internet. Let me just, just say this. It's like it was like uh it was a Bobby Boucher clip from Waterboy. <laughs> and it's like Chandler Jones today, and it's just Bobby like screaming and sack for some fumbles. Water sucks. Gatorade's better. <laughs> apparently apparently he's a free agent yeah, after no, this I year saw too, and he's looking for big money. I wonder who's going to be able to afford them. Well, I'm sure there's lots of teams that will be able to afford them. Who's going to give it to them? Yeah. What did I see? Some it was. Where did I see that? TJ Watt got paid too. He uh, he took like one million. He became the highest paid linebacker like by one million dollars or something like that. I guess his agent uh, his agent wanted to hold out for more, and he's like, no, let's just get it done. Signed a four year, hundred and something yeah. million dollar contract, sixty something million guaranteed which is i think all he really cared about so good for him there was something on here that i saw about things to worry about and it was like the titans o-line yeah they didn't look good Luan uh got injured which didn't help anything i can't find it anymore uh, yeah henry henry couldn't get moving but yeah the the cardinals have a very good um front attack uh on their defense so we'll see we'll see what happens if we can bounce back in seattle this week so tough, tough start to the season for the Titans, though. Two two games against the NFC West right off the hop. It's a tough tough start. I think that's the the best division of football right now. Ah, uh, you're probably right. Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, and Cardinals are all pretty decent squads. I would think three of the four are probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, or they just all play 500 in the division and take each other out of the wild card, and <laughs> that could happen too. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys saw, but the uh, the Buffalo Bills have uh, joined the Las Vegas Raiders as the only NFL teams to re- require proof of vaccination um, for all fans over the age of 12 in the NFL. So oh, wow. if you're planning on going to Let's go, Buffalo. Bills game, get your uh, vaccines all in line. I'm good to go. Let's go. Now, Dane's running a bus, so you know, just, just tell us one day. Can we even go over the border yet? Nope. They were supposed to have a, I think the 22nd is when they're going to announce if we're able to go over the border or not. Yeah, it's funny that we've opened our border, but they haven't opened theirs yet. 
Yeah, you'd think it would have been the other way around. For the longest time, they wanted like when Trump, like last summer, Trump wanted it open. Yeah, and we we didn't do it, and now Biden's like, no, no, we're good. But but they're the ones that have all like they're going wild with this, you know, third wave, fourth wave, whatever wave you want to call it. I think they're on their tenth wave down there. No, it's it's probably it's only their second because the the first one never ended. Oh, there we exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah, it's still the first one. COVID COVID ended at the end of the first wave, and then. And then the second wave. Yeah, they're they're just riding the second wave now. They don't give a fuck. That's why Canada's on the fourth wave, and they're on the. And they're on their second. Second. No fucks given. Any other uh, football stuff you guys want to talk about before we get into our survivor picks? I'm just happy it's back. Something to do on Sundays now. Yeah. Besides, or after baseball, I got in the morning. (laughs) My days are getting filled up now. You know, like Monday, Thursday, Sunday. So. Sports are finally filling up the calendar when I'm not at the rink. Saturday. When I'm not at the rink coaching team. So we'll uh, come in a good time again. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into the survivor pool then. So, unlike last year, everybody made it out of week one of the Survivor Pool. There's only six teams in the league, yeah. but everybody made it out alive. So, we might actually get a season this year. Let's let's hope for some good results in, in week two here. You know, I, I took the Carolina Panthers, you know, a bit of a risky uh, risky pick, but they, they made it through. Kudu, you were on the Rams, I think, right? Yep. Yep. They blew the they doors well. off of uh, uh, off the Bears. Uh, Jay Zill and uh, Tom, don't call me Todd, or Todd, don't call me Tom. Todd, don't call me Tom. <laughs> he uh, he was on the Rams as well, and then uh, Jones and Carly on the 49ers. So, you know, congrats to everybody for surviving week one. A couple of us a little more uncomfortable than others. Uh, but let's get into week two. Kuda, I like why don't week you, two. Uh, why don't you kick us off here um so my pick i was a little nervous but i did it anyways i'm going with the green bay packers Ooh. banking on you're going against the lions again kudo that's what i'm nervous about actually you didn't go against the lions for the first week so you're okay no but i've, I've noticed what makes me nervous who'd kudo take in week one the rams he took they the played rams. the bears remember when yeah, it was bird teams last year that yeah, fucked me over. Yeah, that's what I was over. gonna say. It was the bird teams. I'm trying to stay away from the bird teams. That are gonna start picking on. the bird teams after this week. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the bird teams for Kudo. We also um, gotta keep an eye on the, on, the, on the Lions. We we gotta keep an eye on the Lions for their bird schedule this year. Remember, was it, is it this year that they play all the bird teams, or was that last year? It is. Yes. No, yep. it's this year. So the Lions keep play an eye all on the bird teams this year. Just, See if they can make history against the the bird schedule. All right, John. Sorry, who, who did you pick? I took the Cleveland Browns. Oh, uh, that was my second choice. I was thinking of taking. I'm not going out on Risky. a limb. I'm just I'm just trying to take the Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. Yeah, because the percentage was high on picking them. That's why I didn't even see the percentage. It's not too. a high percentage. The per- the percentage on the app is how many people have picked them. Yeah, the because everyone feels like they're going to win because yeah. they're playing Houston. So that's why you took them because. The majority of the people are taking them. I think the Browns are a good football yeah, team. The Texans beat are the world Chiefs. beaters, though. They almost will beat the Chiefs. That's right. Yeah. Texans beat the Mighty Jags. How about the Browns going for two on uh, 
on after their first touchdown in week one. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. And then I, I was wondering that. why they didn't go for two after their second touchdown. I was kind of it was so confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep picking on the Jets. I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Patriots. Ooh. Ooh. J. Risky. T. S. Jets. 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 <laughs> I think uh, I think the Patriots are going to be working hard this week after they uh, fumbled away the the win against the the Dolphins last week. Not even scared about this one. I think the Patriots are going to win this one running away. There you go. Maybe it'll be one of your rare stakes. Could be. Could be. I'll have to watch for those. Um, all right, let's get into baseball. The Toronto fucking Blue Jays, who were. Almost dead. I, I don't think we ever wrote them off, but we were we were getting close to the they stink. Uh, we're definitely in in the they stink conversation. I don't know if we ever wrote them off, but we I think we gave them they they got to really get their shit shit together if they want to make the playoffs, and uh, and they have done so. Jays have now won well, thirteen of fifteen after tonight's loss. Fifteen and three now in their last eighteen games. Pretty 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 good. Um, as of, uh, before, before today's games, they had made up 10 and a half games in the standings on the Yankees, um, since August 27th. So it is September 14th today. So over 18 days, they made up 10 and a half games in the standings on the Yankees. And going into today's action, they were sitting one game up. They were in wildcard spot number one. One game up on both the Yankees and Red Sox. Jays lost. Looks like the Yankees are going to win, so that'll tie them. Red Sox play later tonight against the Mariners. Uh, going to be an interesting finish. Tough schedule for the Jays. Tough schedule for the Yankees, I think. But actually, no, the Yankees, I think, have a pretty easy one for yeah, think, next week or so. And then they then they finish tough. I think the Yankees had like 30% of their games left against the Orioles for some reason. Yeah, they had the Orioles and the Twins, I think. Pull that up right now here. Uh, Vladdy's making a run at the uh, Triple Crown. He's leading currently in average and home runs, and he is, I think, five RBIs back of uh, Jose Breu. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if he can uh, chase that down in the, the final couple weeks here. The, the real story is this past fucking weekend and uh, just the murder ball that the Jays put on. Uh, did you guys see the doubleheader on Saturday against the Orioles? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I was out of town. Yeah, I only saw the highlights, but so the Jays were playing playing the Orioles. They're down ten to two going into the seventh inning of game one of the doubleheader. They batted around. No, that one was closer, I think. Ten seven. Ten seven going into the bottom of the seventh there. They they sent uh Five guys to the plate that inning, I think. Or, no. They sent nine guys to the plate that inning. Scored four runs. Came back. Seventh inning comeback. George Springer hit a two-run homer. Uh, Jays ended up beating the Orioles 11-10 to in game one of the doubleheader. Game two of the doubleheader. Pitcher, I think Kyle Aikens, his name, for the Orioles, was throwing a no-hitter through six. Uh, top of the seventh, the Blue Jays exploded for 11 runs. Uh, ended up coming back all the way back to win eleven to two. Just stupid, stupid offense from them in in those two games, and then it carried into Sunday. And on Sunday they put up twenty two fucking runs. Uh, Kudo, I know you got a fun fact for us here. Uh, yes, Kudo. 
Fun facts. So the Blue Jays uh, outscored, was it 14 NFL teams on Sunday? Like, so there was 14 NFL teams that did not get more than 22 points. It's goddamn ridiculous. Stupid. I want to to touch on this because I think it's just fucking crazy. Um, I sent this to you guys the other day. So I sent this on Friday. So it's not not updated here. We can add up what the Jays did because we know what, you know, they're, well, you can add basically 40 runs to the Jays on top of this, right? So the run differentials for teams in the wild card race. So as of Friday, Red Sox were a half game up in the wild card. They're, they had a run differential plus 53 on the season. Yankees were in the second wild card spot. They had a run differential plus 36 on the season. Uh, Jays were a game and a half back of the Yankees at that point. Run differential plus 143 runs at that point. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got the update here. With the, with the run differential? Yeah. I don't have the standings. I just have the run differential, but finish off where you are. Yeah, so the, Mar- the Seattle Mariners... Two and a half back in the wild card, game behind the Jays, minus 53 in their run differential. 76 wins and they're a minus 53 in the run differential. All right. And then the, and then the Oakland A's were uh, three games back and they're a plus 57. So they were the second highest in the run differential of those five wild cards. All right. Here's the updated run differential. Toronto Blue Jays, plus 174. <laughs> the Oakland A's, plus 61. The Boston Red Sox, plus 51. The New York Yankees, plus 28. And the Seattle Mariners, minus 56. Wow. The Jays are fourth in the MLB in run differential. Well, they put Jays, up. The Jays are 220 runs net difference with the, with the Seattle Mariners. Like, how stupid is that? And they're like a game or two apart in the standings. Yeah. Yeah, they put out 44 uh, runs in three yeah, games. So the, J- the Jays are blowing everybody out to win their games, and the Mariners are getting blown out in their losses, and they're winning all the close games. Pretty much, yeah. Unreal. Wild. Okay. Um, what else? What else do we want to talk about? Who do I want to talk about? Your Giants. Oh, the Giants clinching a playoff spot. Yeah, so they were plus eight thousand to win the World Series before the season started. I don't know what they were to make the playoffs, but yeah, the, uh, I got a fun fact here. Kudos. Fun facts: the Giants had an eight point nine percent chance to make the playoffs, according to Baseball Reference, before the season started, and then uh, they clinched a playoff berth, and they currently have the best record in baseball. Wild. Just on those on those playoff percent, I think on that August twenty seventh day uh, when the Jays were nine and a half back of the Yankees, uh, I think they were a two percent chance of making the playoffs at that point. Oh, probably. So they've come a long way. Yeah, um, Trevor Bauer, who we were all on the hate train with, coming around, starting to like him, becoming an entertaining part of baseball, under investigation as a scumbag. Going to miss the rest of the season on administrative leave while this uh, investigation uh, continues. Any uh, any thoughts on Trevor Bauer, boys? Well, I, I can't have any thoughts until I know the, I think the, the full, full story. story behind it. It sounds like he did some scumbag things just to be put on the administrative leave for the rest of the season. There must be more to the story than we know. That's all I really can say. Yeah, there, there's... I think there's more to the story for sure. Um, just kind of an odd 
situation in general from you know, what I've heard about it. Yeah, I don't really care to talk too much about it, so I don't. Seems like he's a bit of a freak behind closed doors, and that's where they should just leave it. Yeah, yeah, and he's got to, you know, also figure out some limitations, I think. You know, maybe have a safe word or something. Or two. Or two. Yeah, we, we, it's hard to get the safe word out, though, when you knock him unconscious. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. All right, guys, I got some stuff to talk about. Caught up. I'm all caught up on WWE. Kudo, are you? Uh, I heard the news of what happened last night, but I did not, I did not watch Monday Night Raw. Oh, kudo, kudo! Well, I had baseball last night. I can't watch Raw when I have baseball. And then I was watching the Monday Nighter before I went to bed. I'm disappointed in you, kudo. So we, we talked a bit, uh, I think, last week about AEW and all the moves they were making, and yep. uh, you know the the power move they're making on uh, on the wrestling industry. Seems the uh, the WWE took notice. And they may or may not have been trying to maybe pander to the fans a little bit and, you know, give them what they want. But maybe the smartest storyline decision they've made in a long time. So it was like, so Randy Orton was supposed to face Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules for the the WWE title. They ended up canceling the tag team title match that was supposed to happen last night. Rebooking. Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton as the main event last night. And then Big E was on, was confirmed to be making an appearance on Raw tonight. He'd been kind of in the background with, you know, Paul Heyman hinting that he was going to cash in his, uh, his money in the bank around SmackDown. So he, he was on Raw, kind of says that he's going to, comes out right away, says he's going to cash in. Bobby Lashley survives Randy Orton in the, uh, the main event, wins the match, and then Big E comes out. I think they almost missed an opportunity because the pop was so good. Like if he had it just cashed in right away, but they ended up recent. They ended up like setting it up as like uh, they went to commercial break before the match and then set it up as like a match. Brutal. Bobby Lashley, you know, had a or uh, Biggie had a big um, false finish, I guess, where you know uh, Bobby Lashley got him with a spear. Looked like he was gonna gonna get the win and the crowd was out of it and then bought and then uh biggie kicked out um gives the big ending and uh gets the pop new champ biggie um new day reunited um seems like the new day is gonna have a big push as kind of the face of of monday night raw which is pretty good you use them on raw you've got the bloodline on smackdown yep seems that they might start to maybe maybe let these factions you know grow a little bit and you know i think they, they should have gone that road a few years ago especially when they had um undisputed era in nxt that they could have brought up as a full faction yep for um, sure. you know if they had had anyone to rival right yep so uh, i'm actually happy wwe did this I, you know i'm i'm kind of excited to see where it goes bobby lashley just couldn't push the storyline right there's no there was no plan for him he's just there as a big guy Sounds like they may even put the Hurt Locker back together. Uh, that was one of the things that I was reading today. With, uh, that, oh, the you know, Hurt Business? Bobby... Oh, yeah, what, yeah, not yeah. the Hurt Locker. I was going to say, business. the Hurt Locker, isn't that a movie? <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself, Jones. You're not in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, did they name it after the movie or something? That's all I was going to ask. No, isn't that, so that's it, his finisher move, the the Hurt Lock, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah he's got like a... Like the full Nelson locker, almost. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like they're going to get back together, which could be good because uh, they were they were doing decent in the storyline when it was all when it was all yeah. going down. You know, we'll see what they do with some of these other ones. You know, but you know that 
I think New Day at least will, you know, give some potential storytelling and uh, be able to uh, to push the uh, push the show along. Hopefully, they don't lose too many other of their uh, their talented AEW. Sounds like a lot of rumored uh, exits in the next little bit. Kevin Owens was one I saw. You know, others yep. could be gone because they don't know how to use their talent. Johnny so Gargano. We'll see what they, yeah, we'll see what they do. They also uh, are debuting NXT 2.0 tonight. Uh, it sounded like Samoa Joe was injured, so they stripped him of the belt. They're going to have a four-way, uh, put a new title on uh, on somebody for the new program tonight. Uh, they redesigned the NXT championship belt. Did they? Really? I yeah. I really have, I I have no idea what, what NXT 2.0 is going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. I, I think that was one area that didn't need a rebrand. It probably just needed Vince McMahon to wake the fuck up and, you know, not waste all this talent they had down there and, you know, yep. cut everybody that, you know, could have could have moved the needle on the on the main roster for them. But who knows? Uh, uh, Jones, you sent us some... Oh, go ahead, Kudo. I was just saying that in NXT 2.0, it looks like it's... Uh, they changed even, like, the uh, the stands, I guess, like where the fans are sitting and everything. They made it more brighter. Yeah, they're not calling it the Capital Wrestling Center. No, anymore. it's like it looks more. It looks more open now, as in like closed in with like you know they were caged in kind of the fans and all that. Yeah. Now it's all open and it's bright. Yeah, that was a that was a COVID thing. That yeah. They were kind of caged in, but at the same time, that was NXT, right? It's like AEW. Like you can't change AEW. Like it was what it was, and that's why the fans love it. So I, yeah. I don't know how this this is going to go for NXT. Um, like the the logo is no longer like the black and gold. They're not the gold brand anymore. It was like a tie dye logo that I saw they were advertising. Yeah, yeah, they're going with like I guess it's bigger and brighter or something. I guess I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Hopefully, Triple H and Shawn Michaels are still running it. Yeah, I hope so too. But Triple H had a heart attack or something recently. Really? Yeah, he had a cardiac arrest or some shit happened not too long ago. So and apparently Vince has got his hands all over the new NXT. So I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, that sounds about right. That seems like why they would rebrand it. Yeah, for Vince. I do hope that they can figure out um, coming into Survivor Series here. You know, if you have this New Day faction, maybe they go up against. You know, they can feud with the Bloodline at uh, if you want to have the cross brand. You know, not necessarily just make these stupid you know ten man elimination matches. Maybe you could. You know, use it a little bit. You've got, you know, Becky and Charlotte. Um, I don't know how long. I know Bailey's not going to be back by then, but um, I don't know when Sasha Banks is going to be back. But they're all heels. You know, maybe they can, you know, look to get the some semblance of the the four horsewomen from an NXT yeah. uh, to team up. I think, you know, they got some opportunity there. I, I just hope they don't, you know, stick with the traditional that they've had the last few years because it, it's been fucking terrible. Yeah, there might be a chance that Sasha Banks ends up leaving too, eh? I, I have heard that. Yeah. And then uh, it seems the demon Finn Balor is back. He, yep. he made an appearance on SmackDown on uh, Friday night. He It seems the demon will be going up against, uh, which I think is kind of stupid that they unveil him. But, you know, it wasn't too bad there. But it's like his alter ego. Like he's supposed to just come out. Like periodically, it's not like you know. Yeah, he hasn't come out as a demon for a, a long time now, 
And like, it would have been better well, if he since, just showed since up. They fucked up that uh, feud he had with Bray Wyatt and yeah. gave him the match as the demon against uh, AJ Styles instead of just having Finn Balor versus AJ Styles and then pick up that feud after the after yeah was it the mumps was going through or something yeah or something, some, like, uh, something was going on there yeah I think it was the mumps for some reason yeah but like he should have just came out at Extreme Rules as the demon like why even show up to SmackDown yeah as the no demon? I. I yeah, like they could have just they could have just had his music, like the demon music or something, and instead of coming out in the full paint and yeah, just like tease it. All the way, yeah, just tease it and end the show and be like, oh shit, you know, we're gonna have the demon and Brock Lesnar to deal with, right? Yeah, I, I think they may put the belt on Finn though. They, I think they should. Well, you know, Roman's got you know if this the Brock storyline is there, it's okay. Well where do you go with it? Right. So you could still like Brock could even cost Roman the belt. Yeah. And then you have somebody else run with it for a little bit. Um, Cause he's been, he's been champ for over a year now. So it, it gets a little stale at some point when nobody, nobody beats him and the demons undefeated. So like, are you gonna, you're going to have Roman reigns as just himself, no real storyline build up to this one. Just, just, well, I should say, I shouldn't say it. Cause like that is the WWE's like, uh, Mo is to just fuck these guys. Over. Oh yeah, <laughs> always fuck people over. Yeah, like carrying across, losing to Jeff Hardy for no reason on uh, on a random on a random raw. I think he was undefeated in NXT. I yeah, don't, he was I, pretty I, much. And, and he, he was a champion like, of NXT at the time too. Yeah, and he loses his second match to Jeff Hardy, who they buried on. Yeah, he might be exiting as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all, especially with his brother having success over at AEW. Yeah, he's he's like. They were indie wrestling for a long time, right? So, yep. And he likes his, uh, it's not Brother Nero. It's, he's got, uh, yeah, isn't it Brother Nero? That's what, that's what Matt called him. Uh, but he had, uh, he had another one. Willow. Willow is his oh, character. Oh, Willow. Yeah. That, yeah. It's kind of, I think, like a demon, uh, demon Finn Balor. Uh, but I think Type he deal, yeah. wants to get Willow back involved. And I don't think he wants to waste it on, uh, you know, a, a mid to bottom card run. He was in the twenty four seven scrum like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that. Like, that's what they're saying that they're, they're like burying him right now, and that he's going to end up leaving. Well, they gave him a they gave him a title shot against uh, Danny Priest last night on Raw, but I think it's because there was so much outrage about him being in that twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, probably bullshit. So, all right. Any other thoughts, Kudo? Uh, no, I'm just happy to see Big E. And uh, the New Day reunite, even though there was rumors of them reuniting. Yeah. And the C Big E with the title is uh, it's pretty big. That's pretty good. I like him. Yeah, and I think it made made the most sense for him to cash in. I, I think you would have weakened Roman if you cashed in on him. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, cashing in on Bobby Lashley, you know, it's fine. Bobby was champ for a long time too, probably too long at, you know, six months or whatever it was, so. Yeah, and he teased it on SmackDown too because he made that comment like, oh, maybe I'll show up at Raw and gave like a look like, Probably not, but you kind of knew like if he's hitting at it, like there's a good chance he's showing up there. And yeah. the fact that they were rumoring of like the new day reuniting. Yeah, so I think that that made a lot of sense. So they Biggie got his push. Now he's back with them, and I, I hope they just keep them together and they can have singles and they can have tag pushes and yeah. just work work as a faction that you know they're not all, they're not reliant on each other because they've all pr- they've they've proven now it wouldn't be surprised to see uh you know woods get like an intercontinental run or something yeah. or uh or the you know, united he, states yeah you know maybe he wins a triple threat or something like that so they don't weaken damien priest and then yep. you know 
push him into the the big uh, main card pitcher at some point. So yeah, yeah, Biggie's doing well right now, and he's got the momentum, and I like it. Yeah, uh, Art Jones, you said you shared, you sent us something today. Uh, TNT has announced their broadcast team for the upcoming NHL season. They take on you know a quarter of the NHL rights from ESPN. I think. Yeah, I think that's about right. Juana. Their team's their team's definitely a lot smaller than uh, uh, than the ESPN one. Yeah. Um, so they've got in studio analysis from the great one Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and uh, Paul Bissonnette. Their host <laughs> is going to be Liam McHugh, play by play by Kenny Albert and Brennan Burke. Analysts from Eddie Oldchuck and Darren Pang. Keith Jones will be at ice level. And then uh, they've got Jennifer Botterill, Jackie Redman, and I'm going to butcher this name, Tariq El-Bashari as contributors. Not bad. Yep. Really looking forward to Biz Nasty in studio. It might, not sure how laid back he's going to be, you know. Well, I think he's just going to be the funny guy. Like... Yeah, he's going to make comments and be funny, especially when you got like Gretzky there being all serious. But that seems like an Arizona Coyote connection, though, isn't it? Like Gretzky was a coach there once. Rick Tockick. Yeah. Bissonnette played for them. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Anson Carter played for them, too, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think those guys, like, I think Biz Nasty is the only one that was there currently. Tockett left on his own. He thought he was going to get a head coaching job, I think. And, didn't so yeah it wouldn't surprise me if he leaves midway through the season and when somebody uh needs somebody a, needs a head coach yeah or somebody gets fired halfway through the season yeah that's what i mean yeah you know somebody when somebody makes a coaching change it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he uh if he takes off halfway through uh but it, he also i think has a good relationship with gretzky so that's probably how he he landed there oh yeah for sure biznasty is just you know he's a big name now and you know he's he has a. He probably has a pretty good agent still. That's you know pushing him in the the talent uh, relations. So yeah, he did his stuff with the Coyotes. He probably leaves that role. Keeps his keeps doing his stuff with the uh, Chicklets and does uh, um, does this now. So yeah, because he's the funny guy. Yeah, entertaining. Also, just just so you guys know, NHL training camp uh, opens up in one week today. Oh, so, I better uh, hit the treadmill. Yeah, kudo, get on the treadmill. You know. I hear you're gonna be going out to Canadians camp. They're looking for a centerman. So uh Yeah. Hey, Tag Bertuzzi got fucking invited to their rookie camp. Why can't I? Exactly. Is Tag a draft pick of them? No. No. <laughs> They're development camps and rookie camps. They don't have to be draft picks. They can be free they can, they can agents that they're gonna stuff, yeah. that so they he may never sign. got drafted anywhere? I don't think he did. No. Really? Because I think I think his draft year would have been this year. So there's a lot of kids like the Leafs have a kid out there that didn't get drafted that they're got at rookie camp that they're kind of high on. So it's weird though that he wouldn't get drafted. Well, I don't think he's that good of a hockey player. No, I think he's got a bit of an attitude problem as well. Yeah, that's why he was kicked out of Guelph. Yeah, because he got into a fight or something, wasn't it? Yeah, with like his billets or something like that. Like I don't think it was just the billets. I think it was a teammate. It might have been a teammate too. Yeah, because uh, with Merkley. I yeah, thought. Merkley. That's why Merkley left too. Because apparently Merkley is a fucking dick. They got rid of both of them. Yeah. And then yeah. they just said, look, this is our team kind of thing, right? So They got rid of the bad juju. Yeah. 
I wanted to talk to you a couple of weeks ago, Kudo. Um, you see the OHL suspended um, Mayu, um, the the controversial draft pick of the Canadians uh, that was scheduled to play with the London Knights this year. Yep. Um, they've suspended him for indefinitely, I guess, for unbecoming con- conduct, I guess it is. I want to get your thoughts because I, I have a lot of thoughts on it. And, you know, we, we touched on it when the story came out and obviously, you know, you feel for the, you know, the victim and, and everything, but, you know, as a 17 year old kid, he's a young offender. Like, aren't these young offenders, you know, aren't they supposed to be sealed? Like, isn't it, you know, you're not, it's not supposed to affect, you know, going forward. So something that he's done as a young offender is now in the spotlight and the league is making an example of him, and, you know, almost almost illegally using it against him. Was he tried as an adult? I don't think so. I thought it was, I thought his, it was in Europe. Um, so, so the rules yeah, there are it, different, correct? So, yeah. Yeah. If, but I thought his sentence was because he was underage. And I think, I think it's even like 21. I was, I tried to look into it a little bit. I, I thought, I thought I read something that 21 is like the adult age for criminal acts in, in Sweden. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I just so, I'm just wondering if that was the case why it was out there was because he was tried as an adult or charged as an adult. Yeah, yeah. I, it just seems strange to me that the league it can and would take this stance, other than it being a public public issue. But it, it happened in a in a different country, underage kid coming back, you know, trying to get his life together, and the league is, you know. Making a stance of that, it's it just seems strange to me. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but well, they could be worried about their image, but at the same time, like you think that they would be there to help the player and try to you know give him like a second chance and help him show that he's a better person and he's learned from the situation. Yeah, or like, or give him like an amount of games suspension. Okay, you're suspended twenty games. Yeah, you know, to start the season, you're going to sit twenty games because of this. Like. To, to suspend him indefinitely is just, you know, strange. It's like, okay, well, what what does he have to demonstrate to the league? Are they, are they going to be coming to school to make sure that he's, you know, going to all his classes and, you know, treating all of his uh, classmates, male and female, with, you know, professionalism and respect? Like, you know, what what is it what has he got to – what has he got to do, right? Yeah. It, it, it just seems strange. Like, you've heard, all like, all the stories over the years, like, the – like – you know, the initiations and those, you know, things that, you know, got out of hand and really, and the, those guys were suspended like game amounts, right? Yeah. Like there was a, a number associated with it, right? Yep. I think some of those things were even worse than, worse, not that I want to, you know, victim, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be, sen- I want to be sensitive to the victim here. I don't know her, but, uh, you know, I, you know, obviously she is saying that she's gone through some stuff because of it. So, you know, you yep. want to be sensitive to that, but. I would assume that these the victims in these like you know hazing things that have happened are in the same situation, right? And as those stories you know come out, but they you know they put a a game number on those, right? So why wouldn't they put a game number on? Those? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems and, weird to me. And it seems like they're like, oh, you know what? Screw it, Montreal. You you take them, you deal with them. It's your problem now, kind of thing, right? Well, and that's what I wonder is, can he even go and play in like the AHL as a prospect? You know, if he was American born or European born, he could go, you know, the league's not letting him play there. Like, it, it's just, it's such a strange like situation. So like he's, 
you know, as a Canadian born, he's supposed to play in the OHL. Yeah. They're not letting him play in the OHL. Like what other, what other options does he have? Right. Yeah. I guess he's got to try to crack the farm system, like farm team and playing. For but, he, but he can't, uh, really, he can't even go there by the, by the rules. No, but he can go back to Europe where he got in all his trouble. True. Which I don't think he should. <laughs> if that's where you got all your trouble, you maybe should stay away from there. Yeah. Like, I guess he could try to go to the, the WHL or the QMJ or something if uh, if you really wanted to get creative because he was suspended by the OHL, not not the CHL. Yeah, maybe um, the Habs can get him into the Q, playing for a team there. Yeah, like it's it's just so, it's so strange. Maybe he just needs to change his name. He's got the French last name. He changes his name yeah. to uh, to Louis. He's at Louis Mayu now instead of Logan Mayu, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's playing in the French league. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so we brought back rare stakes. I was just of. reading, Oscar, he can apply for reinstatement January 1st, 2022. Yeah, but that's not a guaranteed reinstatement. No, but right? that's basically halfway through the year, right? So halfway through the yeah, year. So it'd be like a 30-game like suspension. suspension. That's still a lot. Yeah, I, and, you know, it, but if they had it, it'd be, I think it'd be better if they just said you're, you're suspended 30 games. Yeah, instead of saying indefinitely. Uh, so we brought back rare stakes, kind of. Um, Kudu and I looked at our football uh, dockets. We made some picks. Uh, I was a little late tweeting mine out. Kudu got his out. Uh, yeah, after I missed Kudu. the morning games because of baseball. <laughs> Jones Jones couldn't even be bothered. He just he just said, "I'm not going to bet this week. I'm going to stay uh, even, Steven. So uh, exactly. So Jones. Well, he couldn't get Emmett's attention because Emmett was too worried about his party. Ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah. So Kudu, who did you have this week? Oh shit! Sorry, I don't have it up. Hold on. So, so I took the Broncos at a minus three, and then I had the Dolphins at a plus three. Then I took the Rams at a minus eight and a half, and then I had the Ravens at a minus four. So obviously, I got the Ravens one wrong. So Ravens was your only loss. Yep, that's not bad. I had uh, I had the Panthers uh, minus three and a half, uh, despite a, a bit of a fourth quarter scare. They uh, they held on there. I think they won by five. I had the Rams minus eight and the Sunday nighter they covered. Uh, then I had the Patriots minus three who did not cover, lost the game. And I had uh, the Packers minus four who uh, didn't even show up on Sunday. So um, Did the Packers two even two? Uh, I think some of them did. Oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Um, but it was two and two, two and two down – because you know, because of the units, I'm a little bit, a little bit under, probably, probably like uh, 1.25 units under, maybe, maybe 0.15 units down. There you go. Jones is at even for units. Kudo would probably be up, probably up two units ish. Yeah, nice. I'd say so. We'll get him this week. Uh, Jones, you've been watching Big Brother. Uh, yeah, I have. I have. Why don't you take us through uh, what transpired in the uh, the BB Can House and or the BB US House in the last week? There, um, where'd we end off? That would help me. Uh, <laughs> um, after last, so Sarah Beth was the HOH, and who went home? No, she would. Didn't she go home last? Wait, what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we Sarah had the Beth mystery went home last. Mystery HOH Sarah Beth went home. Yeah. Um, so we had a uh, new HOH competition. 
Oh god. It was the the spinning uh Oh yeah, they spin around and bounced off the carousel standing on the disc. Yeah. Yeah. They spun around, they got bounced off some look like a elephant that had farting bubbles (laughs) and uh clowns that were squirting shit at people and the the cookout alliance made a deal you know we want to get claire out this week so tiffany as soon as Alyssa and claire are off their discs you need to drop down because you're going to be sitting on the block with claire because that was the deal that they made and as the hoh competition went on tiffany got it in her mind that she didn't want Claire to go home this week. So instead of falling off when she was supposed to, she hung on and ended up winning the HOH competition. She then put up Alyssa and Xavier for nominations. The veto comp was building a puzzle. I'm pretty sure. Was it building that like logo? Was that the veto comp? No. Uh, no, that was not the veto comp. That was the double eviction veto comp. It was the miniature. Um, oh yeah, the miniature glasses where they had so, to. So they had o- Otev was on this week and and was uh, making some funny uh, funny chirps at all the house guests. Yeah, called Claire, Claire Bigfoot was the the biggest. Uh, yeah, one. And, and somebody that was irrelevant and she made fun of Aza uh, for having a crush on Xavier or something like that. Yeah, and. Uh, Kylan for never sounds like Zingbot. Yeah, sorry, that's who I meant. Zingbot. Oh, okay, yeah, Zingbot, not, not Otev. Otev already happened. Yeah, Otev already. I thought that one. Otev was, was a buff, buff Arnold a couple weeks ago. When it, whenever you get there, kudo. Yeah, like six months. Uh, I'm like 19 episodes behind. <laughs> it's only like six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to yeah. get rain day to fucking catch up. So they were like stacking miniature glasses. And they had to stack, I think, 24 of them was the number, I feel like. Uh, I think it was 12, 12 of them, maybe. 12? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, is that in, what in they use the tweezers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe 20 of them. It was like 6, 5, 4, 3, so 2. So 21. Months. Yeah, 21. So, yeah. So, they had to use mini tweezers to stack these mini glasses on top of each other. Alyssa ended up winning the veto comp. And... She obviously took herself off the block. Tiffany, before uh, Alyssa removed herself, had, you know, the heart to heart with Claire saying, I can't be, I can't, coming into this game, I said I was never going to put up two black people for eviction. And so that's why I'm putting you up. But you still have, she's like, you can fight to try and stay. But basically she's like, you're not staying. Without yeah, saying so she it. didn't tell didn't didn't tell him about the, the co- alliance, alliance but yeah basically said like her her personal code and then um it, you know the the I, I, apparently there's a lot of like a lot of stuff going around in the u.s about how how it's racist that they have this six-person alliance then like the <laughs> that the black people are getting out the white people and everything and you know, I thought it was it was actually summed up so well by Claire that when she's like, she was like, she's just like, I get it, you know, like black people or colored people have, you know, they get treated like they're dispensable in this game, right? So they made, you know, if if that's her code, like that was, you know, I, I get it, right? And like all the shit that's happened in the U.S. over the last yeah two years, but, 
but in the same sense, like I was saying to Chantel, like, I get it. I get the whole thing, but in the same sense, like if it was a group of white people, like I hate to say it, but if it was a group of white people doing this to not just the black people, but all the color people in the house, the Mexicans or whatever, right? Like people of minorities, they, it would be being called racist the other way. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like to just, well, yeah. And, and it depends, like it, it likely would be, but at the same time, it'd be a, I don't think they would be like, yeah, we're the the white supremacist alliance, and <laughs> no. uh, you know we're gonna. No, I'm not saying uh, that, but it, that's not how I'm than what I'm saying. But I'm just saying like it was like it's like the next season. Are they gonna put? Because they kind of the way they picked the cast this year was way more of a like um, diverse diverse ca- cast, which is good, which yep. I which I completely agree with. But like Big, Big Brother Canada did that too, yeah. right? Yeah, like you. But like yep. what I'm saying is like so the next big brother, are they going to pick a cast that has like seven people over the age of like 50? Cause like the old people are usually the first ones to get kicked out. Right. Like they're like, we don't want you in this house. Right. So like, do they pick an old, you know what I mean? And say, Hey, like let maybe these old guys are going to make an alliance together and try and yeah, kick out the young people. Maybe, maybe not over 50, but they might have like seven people over 35 or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it's, it's hard to like when you've watched it for so long to see like I totally agree like the black people get picked on the old people like I find the old people get picked on the most like they if they make it past like the third week it's like a victory for them like you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like it's well, just uh, to be honest the the old people have kind of been turning it around because they they've been making like Cliff made it to the finals didn't he a couple of years ago yeah, Tiffany's pretty Tiffany's close to the old, finals. Like Tiffany's the oldest person in the house, I think, at like forty. There might have been one person older, yeah, older than her in the game. But no, I know. Like but it's just to me, it's just I don't know. It's it, yeah, it, like it, you, you pick on the token old guy, and you you he's an easy nom and yeah. week one kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's it now, but now I think they know the game so well. They just like, well, let's get big players out early, and it's easier for the old people to to skate through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I, th- I think this is the best. Honestly, my opinion, this is the best alliance and the best execution of an alliance in Big Brother history. Yeah, sure, it's all it, it is all black people. It's all people of of color. They've you know executed it well. But th- it was so telling in the last episode uh, or two episodes ago when they they did that little bathroom celebration where they got Xavier out of bed because it was the first time that all six of them had been alone in a room together since they started. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, how do you, you have this alliance that's run through this entire fucking game? You planned it so beautifully. Like, Derek X, they're starting to figure it out a little bit in the jury. But, like, they were all, they have this alliance and they're all shielded by their their group and they all had a ride or die. And, you know, like, and they just knew their ride or die was the sacrificial lamb when they, you know, and when it came time, you, you go up there and you sit beside your person and that your person goes home. Right. I don't, and, and nobody's been the wiser. Like it was like, they noticed, Oh, all the white guys are gone. And then it was like, now they're like, now they realize, Oh, and all the, you know, Alyssa was like, you know, when, if Claire goes home this week, all the you know, only, only people of color are left kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and then Derek and Oz are like, oh, really? Like they're playing it dumb and they're, they're both in the diary room, like almost like it was by design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is pretty impressive what they're doing. It is, but yeah. I, I don't know if I would call them the best alliance. I think like Derek and I think it was Cody 
in their season when it was just the two of them. But that's a that, that's a duo. That's a duo. Yeah. And Memphis. I, I yeah, st- those are those are due. This is a this is a six person alliance yeah. that's going to get that's gotten to the final six now. Yeah, you've we never seen something like this. Part. Yeah, I guess they're in, the, they're in the final six, and you know they just played the the game perfectly. Nobody knew. Nobody was even suspecting that they had like you know they, they there's conversations like oh it's all like black people left, and then and the black people are like oh really like they just played so <laughs> stupid like they're just like. Oh, I didn't even notice, you know, and like the white people are like, oh, okay, you know, you didn't notice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, because they all had that number two and that, you know, they were so close and none, none of them spilled the beans to their number two about this other alliance. Right. And it's like, you know, they, they've just, they played it perfectly. Like for a big alliance, it's going to be interesting now to see what happens um, as they go head to head. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to get to, to get to six people as, you know, when they come in day one and, you know, Derek F or whoever had this idea of this, you know, colored person's alliance. And then you, you even find like funny things about their alliance because they were never together. Right. And they're like, they're talking like, oh, I didn't even know Hannah was in this alliance for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's kind of like, even when they're talking about getting out the duels, like to me, it's like, well, why didn't no one think about getting out? Sarah Beth or, or yeah, not Sarah Beth when she was HOH, like she should have probably picked on like Xavier and Alyssa or something like, you know what I mean? Like it was, I, I think that the other people in the house just didn't play the game as well either. Um, well, I think they, but I think they were talking the nominees, right. And they, the goal was always to put one of them up against, against like a, yeah, they're not, they're ride or die. And it was never, it was never, they always changed it. There was never an opportunity to put, you know, two black people up there. Like it just never, it was just never part of the game plan. Right. Yeah. I think, I think when Claire and Derek were starting to figure it out and Claire won that mystery HOH is where her game kind of went, could have, her game could have changed the whole game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when she wins that, wins that mystery HOH, is when she should have her and Derek sitting there and kind of starting to figure this out. Derek, Derek was gone by the mystery HOH. No, I know, but I mean, like he was gone just before the mystery HOH. Yeah. And I think instead of keeping the nominations that her number two had, and if she was smart, she would have changed those HOH and would have changed the game. I think. Yeah. That's just my but opinion. I, I think I just think I think she was wasn't she was just thinking, okay, Tiffany's my my number one, Hannah's, you know, with me now. We've got this, you know, this girl group that's going. You know, Sarah Beth has targeted me. She put me on the block last week. Why would I take her off, right? Like I'm gonna take out Kyland or Sarah Beth, right? Yeah. And, you know, so it it's it was just like the strategy of the six, you know, working to to get them there, right? Yeah. So I don't think I really so recapped everything. But yeah, so we, we, we eliminated uh, we eliminated Claire and then we got into a, a double eviction. Yeah, where uh, who won the double? Uh, Hannah won the double eviction HOH, nominated Alyssa and Xavier. Xavier took himself off the block when he won the puzzle veto competition and she put up Kylan. And then, of co- and then, as you guys can probably already tell, uh, 
they uh, they kicked out Alyssa and completed their goal of getting the six of them to the final six. And now it's basically time for them to fight it out and see who is going to win the $750,000 prize. Who's the better player? Well, I think they all have their, they can all make a case at this point. Derek S is going to be the hardest to sell because he doesn't want any comps, but same with the, idea to put the Alliance. Yeah. But he had the idea to put the Alliance together. I think Oz's is going to be the, she, I don't think she's really a talker anyway. So I, I think she's viewed as a, as a floater. I feel like, but like the guys, it's basically, they're drawing a line. I think they're, the plan is to draw a line guys versus girls. So it really comes down to who wins this HOH to have the numbers for this week. And I, I don't know, I, I'm not up, so I don't know who watched, but I, they have said it's, it's another double this week. So we're going to be down to the final four by the end of, uh, by the end of Thursday night pretty close to uh to the finale so it's, it's gonna be interesting i'm uh i'm thinking that either one of derek or Aza, derek f or Aza, will be in the the final chair really? i think that everybody thinks they have a, a chance to beat those two yeah. so that, that wouldn't surprise me because i yeah i don't think that anyone thinks they're going to uh they don't really have a they haven't really won anything and Xavier is going to be interesting to watch because he's been throwing so many competitions that he probably could win. So, you know, he's, yeah, he's got the ability to, to win. Kylan's won a lot. What's her name? Tiffany. She's now won a couple HOHs back to back. So that, you know, gives her a little bit of a resume boost. So it's really, I think it's anyone's game. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's talking big brother. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the stuff. Uh, you want to, Put us on the grill, Jones? I sure can. I sure can. Grill it up. It's the grill. It's the grill. Let's go here. Let's find my questions. All right. First question. Which Blue Jay stat are you guys most impressed by? There's three of them, so I'll read them and then you can discuss. Uh, number one, sweeping the Yankees in a four-game set where the Yankees didn't lead once. Number two, the Blue Jays' current September stats. That's bef- This is before tonight's game. So uh, 36 home runs in 13 games and a 331 batting average. Or number three, the fact that they scored 27 runs in four innings against the Orioles. Hmm. For me, it's the four-game sweep of the Yankees. When you you roll into town and you're chasing them, you're what three games back of them, four game, four and a half games back of them, starting the series. You have a four-game series and you sweep them. They don't you don't give up a lead to them the entire series. Uh, I think that's pretty impressive. You know, on the road at Yankee Stadium, Yankees hadn't been swept in a four-game series there since like the Jays did it in like ninety. Two or something like ninety, somewhere in the nineties or the eighties. Even it's been a long fucking time. Uh, actually, it was the first time the Yankees never led in a four-plus game series since June twenty-third to the twenty-fifth, nineteen twenty-four, against the Washington Senators or Senators. Sorry, Senators. <laughs> Not talking the replacement. I think it's the first time they got swept in a four-game at home in in a long time. Yeah. Well, like the Jays, the Jays hadn't done it since like it was either the '80s or early '90s. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to a, another Blue Jays question here. 
in a one game wild card play like one game wild card game the jays should start alec manoa over hanjay ryu yes if, if those are their options I would yeah, say Robbie it, Ray, but <laughs> it, it depends where. Yeah, it depends where they are in their rotation. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, if yeah, those are your yeah. options, would you take Manoa? Yeah, if, if the options are Manoa or Ryu, I would go Manoa at yeah. this point. Like Same. he's been, he's been dominant. He seems like he raises rises to the occasion. Yeah, um, he's a Ryu's grinder. Been, yeah, Ryu hasn't been great the last few. So I, I just heard some today some comparisons to. Uh, to Marcus Stroman with Manoa about like in, I think it was 15 when Stroman got the ball and like the big games, they would, they would go to Marcus Stroman. So yeah, they had some... all the confidence in the world that he was going to win. Yeah. Well, let's hope that Manoa is not, he's a, he, that he's a Stroman on the field, but not off the field. Yeah. yeah. Hope he's got a better attitude. Um. All right. I'm going to give you a Toronto Maple Leaf question just for you. Kudo. Oh, fuck. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev will play a top six role for the majority of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you guys didn't know, Mikheyev, apparently there's reports that's not confirmed by anyone. He also did ask to be traded at the end of last year. So, But the Leafs said, no, we're not trading you. So then, yeah, he will be playing on their top six. I think he's more valuable to them in the bottom, in like on third line. Yeah, but that's not how they're going to play him. They're gonna play, he's going to be in the top six. Well, he might play with with Matthews and Marner. Like he's, yeah, he's just got the say speed, that. and he's he's uh, you know it really depends how you know Richie's going to be on the third line. I don't see him playing up in the top six. He just doesn't. He's not a good enough skater. You know, he's a pretty good player. It, it really depends on you know some of these other guys and how they do. Like Robertson and uh, who's the other one? It's not not Garland. It was it the guy from Arizona they signed? Bunting. Bunting, yeah. Yeah, I think it depends how how those guys do in camp and, and where they where they slot in. You know, I think McKay will play up and down. I think it'll just depend who's who's healthy on any given day. Okay, and the last one for Aaron Rodgers to ease the minds of Packers fans, he needs to have a massive game and lead the Green Bay Packers to victory over the Detroit Lions. Yes, and for me to win on my survivor pick. <laughs> To, to ease their mind, they as a team need to blow out the Lions. Uh, I don't think, you know, he could he could have a massive game and they could score, you know, 40, 44 points and he's thrown for seven touchdowns and, or call it five touchdowns, and they win by a field goal. I, I don't think that, you know, they're going to be feeling too good about the team, you know, if, you know, if they're giving up 41 points to the Lions. So I think it's got to be a team a team effort. Rodgers can only do so much. He's got to come and put up points, and I think a blowout is, is what they need. And uh, that's all I got for you guys. All right, thanks, Jones. Anything else, boys? No, I think that's, uh, that's got her licked. All right, let's shut her down. All right, thanks, everyone, for joining us for our 67th episode. We appreciate all the support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to email us at Into Sports and Stuff at gmail.com and send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice.
We'll see you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Hey, Adam Cole, stop yelling your name and hit the music, baby. Boom. Bye.